Welcome to Pushback, I'm Aaron Maté. John Bolton is out as National Security Advisor, and while the move has sent shockwaves throughout the Beltway, it was not a surprise to my next guest. Back in June, John Kiriakou, a former CIA analyst, wrote that John Bolton's days are numbered and that he will soon be fired. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me. How did you know? You know, it's kind of funny. It, it was a very Washington situation. Um, I have some friends who happen to work at the White House, like most people in Washington who are even vaguely uh, related to either journalism or politics. You have friends from all over the ideological spectrum. Uh, they invited me out for drinks one day after work, and, uh, and all they wanted to do was vent. And they wanted to vent about John Bolton. Uh, they told me in June, and I published on June 12th, that the president was very angry with John Bolton, uh, not necessarily because of their uh, disagreements on policy, but because Bolton would then leak those disagreements to the media and, and was directly contradicting the president in the media. And that was a big no-no for, uh, for Donald Trump. They said that, that Trump is willing to hear you out in a meeting, not that he'll necessarily listen to what you say or take your advice, but by God, you better not cross him in the press. And Bolton did that repeatedly. What Bolton was doing, and this was confirmed actually in the day or two days after his resignation, is when he would have a serious policy disagreement with Trump, he would call conservative outlets like the Washington Examiner, for example, or the National Review, and he would complain. It would be off the record, but it was clear to anybody who was paying attention that this news had come from John Bolton. I mean, the, the example uh, Trump gave in his Oval Office remarks uh, was uh, the uh, Bolton's comments about the Libya model. So here Trump is right. trying to uh, possibly negotiate a peace deal with North Korea. John Bolton comes out and says that it's modeled on the Libya model, which is basically <laughs> Gaddafi handing over his weapons. And about a decade later, or, or less than a decade later, the U.S. invades, overthrows his government, and, he gets, and Gaddafi gets killed. And yep. uh, Trump obviously took exception to that. The obvious question everyone's been asking is, okay, well, if Trump felt that him and Bolton were not in line, how come he was hired in the first place? Well, you know, that's really the $64,000 question because John Bolton didn't change one iota once he became national security advisor. He's a known entity in Washington. He's one of the godfathers of the neoconservative movement. So Donald Trump knew going into this thing that ideologically, he was going to have conflict with uh, John Bolton because they just didn't see eye to eye on these major foreign policy uh, issues. I think that Trump thought, and I'm just speculating here, that it might be good for debate, that Bolton has one position, maybe Pompeo has a different one, maybe he doesn't, maybe Pence has uh, an idea of his own, and that Trump would, would take what he likes from each one of these three guys and come up with a policy. But that's not the way it worked out at all. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, believed at the time, I, I'm certainly one of them, that John Bolton was not going to be able to finish out the rest of this, uh, this four-year term of Donald Trump's. Do you have any guess, John Kiriakou, on who Trump will pick next? Will it be another neocon like Bolton, or do you think that he returns to the kind of uh, more fringe but... Uh, isolationist, I guess you might call it, views of people like Michael Flynn, uh, who he had as his first national security advisor? Yeah, good question. So these same White House uh, friends of mine tell me that while the president is saying on Fox that he has a list of five people 
that he's considering to be national security advisor. His list really is two major people. It's Stephen Began, who is the special envoy in charge of um, the Koreas. Uh, Began is a is a professional diplomat. Trump trusts him, but Trump may want to keep him on uh, covering Korea. The other the other one of the top two is a retired army colonel by the name of Doug McGregor. McGregor's a frequent guest on Fox News, uh, a frequent guest on the Tucker Carlson show, uh, but he's more of an isolationist. He's not as uh, staunchly pro-Israel as, uh, as so many others are in the administration. And um, he's been a, a vocal advocate of pulling out of both Afghanistan and Iraq. It really depends on whether or not Trump wants uh, a foreign policy victory. You know, Aaron, when, when you look at, at the quickness with which the 2020 election is approaching, and you couple that with the fact that Donald Trump has literally not one single foreign policy victory, he may be looking for someone who can help him gain that victory before the election. In which case, I would I would probably put my money on on Begin. Mm. But if he wants to rein in his foreign policy, McGregor's probably the guy. McGregor also is very much in line with Trump's anti-immigrant uh, rhetoric. Uh, McGregor yes. is opposed to, or he's talked about being opposed to foreign interventions and scaling back foreign wars, on the one hand. But then also gone along with Trump's you know vile statements about immigrants. So it seems like yes. he's he's very much in line with Trump, especially since you know speaking of elections in 2016, you know Trump won partly by putting out some anti-intervention rhetoric. I mean, that helped him. Mm -hmm. There were studies showing that in, in rates, uh, in communities where there was the highest rate of military sacrifice, communities that suffered more from fighting in foreign wars, that there was higher support for President Trump there, um, or, or for, for candidate Trump, in line with the fact that he was speaking out against foreign interventions, whereas Hillary Clinton was very much uh, emblematic of them. But speaking of elections and uh, Democrats, let me finally ask you about the prevailing democratic response to Bolton's resignation. Uh, you had some people like Ilhan Omar saying it's great that he's gone, we should all cheer this. Elizabeth Warren had a line that his departure is a great thing, but the question is why was he ever there in the first place? Bernie Sanders too. But then you have Nancy Pelosi, and I wanna to read to you what she said. John Bolton's sudden departure is a symbol of the disarray that has unnerved our allies since day one of the Trump administration. Steady leadership and strategic foreign policy is key to ensuring America's national security, unquote. And you had similar statements from Chris Murphy and Chuck Schumer and others, mm -hmm. very much making this about the mere fact of a personnel change. Yes. Not the import of the fact that this personnel change gets rid of one of the most unhinged warmongers in Washington. I think that, that so many Democrats are so desperate in their hatred of Donald Trump that they've come down solidly, squarely on the wrong side of this issue. Senator Tom Carper of, of Delaware made a similar statement uh, this morning on one of the morning talk shows. Um, it's, it's sickening to me, frankly, to see so many Democrats lining up on the side of uh, the devil we know is better than the devil we don't. Um, I have to... I have to I have to agree with Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders that the world is a safer place without John Bolton being in a position to make these decisions of war and peace. Uh, I don't care that we don't have a national security security advisor in place right now. It's better to have nobody in the position 
than to have John Bolton in the position. He actively tried to overthrow the Venezuelan government. He actively tried to overthrow the Iranian government. He actively tried to overthrow the Syrian government. And that's just in the last year. So, yeah, it's better to not have John Bolton in this position. John Kiriakou, former CIA analyst, best-selling author, and co-host of the radio show and podcast, Loud and Clear. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Aaron. Thank you.